crop anymore. I'm kicking the adult jams now. See, check it. A show with no boundaries. Rumblings of an idiot. Why you're listening to this, even he doesn't know. And when you need something, that's a responsibility. They're only an adult. But my maturity matters. The mind of Moron Deal. Welcome to the show. Today is 9-27-2016, which also means Melissa is officially four months old today. Well, we'll be in a little bit of time. Uh, where's it gone? It's been very quick flying by, and she's also why I've taken that little short break that you saw again from podcasting. It's been, ever since she's been born, I've been very inconsistent. It's because I don't really have any real set schedule of any sort. It's one of the discussions Rocco and myself have had, uh... Sometimes friendly, sometimes not as friendly as we kind of alluded to in the last episode of Vapor Reporter. And thank you guys for all the feedback on what you think the new name of the the show should be. And I've got a couple ideas. I just haven't had any time to sit down and really put it all together or, or redo any logos or anything else. It's just been either interviewing people for my new job. Uh, well, it's not my new job. It's just for the new store. A I've been constantly scheduling up interviews because we're getting closer and closer to it being open and I need to make sure I have at least one driver for every shift. Uh, I talked to Ray, the head chef. He said he'd rather be understaffed to start with than overstaffed to have to take away people's jobs. So it's kind of good that as of right now, I've only got a skeleton crew, but hey, you know, I just want to make sure we have enough people. That's been my big concern. But and then Melissa. She dominates my time. She truly does. And uh, it's the one big change. It's not that I can't play video games. It's not that I can't do this. It's that I have to do it on her time, not on my time. That's really what it comes down to. It's that I don't have any control of my schedule outside of when I go to work. And that's even somewhat up in the air at times. Because it depends on when her babysitter shows up, thanks to the now deceased as far as we're concerned mother-in-law i i'm just it's one of those where i try to get everything done as quick as i possibly can get out there and get home and i have nothing set in stone whatsoever I, my life is just dictated by others now and it makes it rough it makes it very rough to sit down and try to record something and but i still enjoy doing this i miss doing it uh, i miss being able to there's been plenty of nights where i've recorded on my way home i've got like eight or nine car sessions literally on my phone my problem is the microphone on these new sets of headphones suck terribly and it requires so much cleanup by the time i go to do it, i'm like yeah it's too much work and then i forget what i talk about because you know i take absolutely no notes so i don't know if those are just going to be released as a conglomeration of each other or what i i don't really know yet i just know that I still enjoy doing this. I'm not going anywhere. I just can't guarantee that it's going to be as often as it used to be through really no fault of my own. I'm, I'm hoping to figure out some sort of middle ground. I'm still trying to set up a good microphone in my car so I don't have to do as much work because that would make my life 20 times easier. I, I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of things I want to do. It's just executing them and finding time to do that. This past week... It's been hectic. It really has. On top of all the interviews, as I said, on top of doing my job, we had our first major boo-boo when it comes to baby. Uh, we were leaving out 
restaurant the other day and uh beck was like i'm ready to go i took that as you're ready to leave baby strapped in everything's good all that go to adjust her in my hand in her baby seat and um luckily she's only five inches off the ground but she was not strapped in and plop right onto the concrete feel terrible still feel terrible couldn't sleep at all that night she got a fat lip and that was about it and my mom actually got a little bit of a laugh out of it because apparently i was about the same size when i took my first fall and got my first fat lip and it just means you know it was one of those where my brain logically when she says i'm ready because when i tell people i'm ready you know that means kids strapped in it means everything is done we're ready to go and she has a different idea of what ready means and it's fine you know luckily this happened with again it sounded so much worse it was just it, it, the most sickening sound i've ever heard because i guess it was the shock of it and everything else and she's perfectly fine except perfectly fine she just cried for a bit which again is a good sign apparently babies are a lot tougher than anyone makes them out to be just was bad because she again fell on concrete and i've been beating myself up for it as you can tell still am but that's part of being a parent and i've talked to a lot of people afterwards and was doing all sorts of online research and apparently this is quite common and the fact it was only five inches they're like yeah that's nothing there's stories of people who drop their kid from four feet because of the fact they forgot to strap him in and it's just yeah things happen this is the fun of being a parent and just i'm glad it was something minor because now we know to check every goddamn time uh i it's one despite what anyone says if it's we're ready don't take word for it just double check it in case someone missed something and but other than that little issue i've been spending a lot of time watching star wars with the kid she's very much into it and i know she's only four months old but i'm telling you the laser sounds the lightsaber sounds she loves the voice of the emperor she was completely enamored when she was watching episode six again because we watched it in the proper way one oh four five one two three six though we did throw in some other thing then seven uh the christmas episode which is what i really want to talk about today because i forgot just how bad it is we threw that in uh we watched the clone wars cartoon series not too long ago which is still canon as far as i know same with Star Wars Rebels. We're watching that now. And I know that's canon. And there is a tie because Anakin's apprentice in Clone Wars is also in Rebels. And I, I, I said, it's all confusing because it used to be I knew exactly what was canon. And now that's Legends of Star Wars and considered non-canon because they got rid of it all. Even though Grand Animal Thrawn has shown up, which again leads me to hope Mara Jade. But no one ever mentions that that awful Christmas special is canon. And we watched it right after episode one for a reason. Episode two to me is the worst Star Wars episode of them all. And I hate to say that I saw that back to back opening night with the bitch, my ex. Uh, when it came out, we, we waited all night to get tickets and then we're waiting all night for it to open. Only good part about that is I get to have a nice chuckle when people were driving by making fun of us trying to do the, uh, sound oh i can't remember what they quoted from no made us want me with you exactly what they says or i couldn't remember was that or the sound of the little yogurt creatures and i can't remember their names now uh, and she and we were watching Spaceballs when that happened 
I was a complete antisocial asshole during that entire experience. But I'm getting off point. Fact is, episode two was just terrible. The acting was bad. The storyline had a lot of plot holes. I mean, here is why are we taking clone troopers of this guy you're already trying to track down as a known assassin? There's all sorts of question marks going on with this, but you're willing to accept the clone troopers on all this bullshit. A lot of plot holes during one, two, and three. And it all could have been figured out if people just remembered. Lucas directed and wrote the Christmas special. That is the first time we do... There, now, there are some good parts of the Christmas special, don't get me wrong. First place we ever see good old Boba Fett. They have a little cartoon series in there. It, it was very badly done. It kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. But none of it did in that entire fucking special. But that was the first time we see Boba on TV. And I, I don't know if I drove it from my brain or what... Because I have full-out copy of the damn thing on VHS, and through some searches, I found a digital copy to watch, because it's been that long since so I've gotten to actually sit down and watch the whole thing. There's the YouTube version, but they shortened about an hour, and it's really a two-hour-long just parade of bullshit and awfulness. It is everything that's wrong with 1, 2, and 3, we should have known by watching the stupid, awful special. It's just terrible there's no redeeming quality even though boba fett first made his appearance in there it still was a bad appearance for him somehow he befriends luke and han and then he betrays him in the end all of in a span of like 30 seconds b arthur sings the my friend song as the bartender again mate but the biggest atrocity the biggest for those who have not seen it it's it focuses on chewie's family and they're speaking Wookiee the entire time. There is no translation. But the scary part about it all is that the way Grandpa comes off very creepy when you first open up and he's whittling an X-Wing. Why he's whittling an X-Wing, I don't understand. But okay, kid's playing with a wooden one. It's the first time we heard of Kashyyyk, uh, even though they called it, I think, Casus in the, the original, it was the original pronunciation. It, it made no fucking sense. All that matters it showed you that planet obviously it has to be canon because they kept that design of that fucking planet and he's playing with it it's all itchy good old chewy's dad comes off very um creepy as i said exceptionally creepy and it only gets worse when their friend who just a salvage parts dealer pretty much he comes over and gives grandpa his life day gift which is a fantasy chair which pretty much vibrates and shows them a video of, I can't remember which fucking disco star it was at the time. He said, this is your fantasy. Enjoy yourself, Grandpa. And you know Grandpa is sitting there masturbating while his grandson and daughter-in-law are in the other room. And this is like, I was watching this going, how how is this even thought of as a good thing to see? I mean, at least Carrie Fisher is completely high off her ass. You can tell just by looking at her. She's high off her ass. She had to be to sing that stupid-ass song at the end and be at any part of it. The little scene with Luke and R2-D2 was terrible. It was just, oh, they're having a problem fixing something. It was just, oh, the entire plot line was bad. There was nothing redeeming to it. And yet, there are people who were shocked by 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, it's, it's it. All I've been watching really with the kid has been Star Wars. The only thing she wants to watch. She's sitting up on my lap. If she watching it, you no know, full blown on TV, doesn't want to look away. 
She's just enamored by it. And it was so weird because here it was. I grew up being a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I didn't even realize they were that big of a film. Honestly. Because my parents turned me on to them. I had no idea any other kid had watched them. Because all the kids I grew up with didn't. It wasn't that big of a movement yet. I was the weirdo who had watched Star Wars. And now... You move years later, like when the prequels came out, it's when I finally realized, wait, this is way bigger than I ever thought. I didn't know so many people were fans of Jedi and all this. I had no fucking idea. I did realize I was the only kid who was a fan of the Emperor. Still pretty much am. I mean, my kid is, but hey, I, I just, it wasn't until then I realized the mania behind it and watching her, even though she's a little baby, looking at just the, the awe on her face as she's doing it, it it brings back memories of my childhood the first time i watched star wars i'm actually able to enjoy even the shittiness of the prequels i was able to enjoy because she was enjoying it that was the whole thing she thought it was the funniest thing ever when good old anakin killed all the younglings in episode three i'm with her I, it's a great scene. I wish they showed more of it, but she's sitting there laughing her ass off as he pulls out the lightsaber. One kid's like, Eddie, and you know what's about to happen. She does have a very sick sense of humor. It, it fucks people up. She laughs at the most inappropriate things. I watch the murder channel to go to sleep because it keeps my mind quiet because it's focused on that so I can actually sleep. And if she's up with me and someone gets injured, hurt, killed there's a blood scene <laughs> she's just laughing rubbing her little hands together I told you all these people who thought i was lying about the fact the kids got her little demonic powers you, you no idea absolutely no idea it, it goes back to we did this master's class years ago and i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but if you're a new listener or if you don't want to go back and find it well you'll hear it again and apologize to those who've already heard this fucking story but fuck it part of the class was we had to ask for something very weird and random to prove that there is something out there and i am a spiritual person despite the fact i do not believe in the christian god and everybody asked for you know it was a car and, and an animal i asked for a very specific car a 1977 ford mustang 2 cobra and I asked for a monkey masturbating in fear and anger. Now, you go, hey, there's no chance in hell this will happen. Well, sure enough, on my way home from work, there's the Ford Mustang 2 Cobra. And then my wife is going on to On Demand to find something to watch. And, oh, new Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. And it happens to be the episode where they land on the banana planet and the monkeys are masturbating in fear and anger. Anger because they have no food. Fear because there's some strange, you know, shake and fry and wad of meat landing on their planet i only get the most fucked up of shit and i've always wanted to have i i've always said my kid i've joked for years about it that the bible wrote about her it, it, it's in revelations the antichrist the one who will bring the great change and it weirds out some parents when i have this discussion with them, but i'm dead serious i will be very proud if melissa abigail becomes god empress and sets this world right Especially after the bullshit of last night's debate and just the bullshit of this entire election. These people are not our representatives. These people are best friends who are all about their power and they're working together. And those who can't see it, you're fucking retarded. I I'm done discussing the politics in any type of nice way. It's all fucking bullshit. 
We don't want to have actual freedoms. When someone uses freedom, let's beat them up. Because, oh, that goes against American values. You're not supposed to sit for the national anthem. You're not supposed to burn that flag. Fuck you. That is being an American. You can love this country and hate it at the same time. You can hate what it's turned into and still be a huge fan of it. I know, because I am. I love the dream of America. I just wish it hadn't been pissed away and shitted upon. Because that's what we're at now, and this is the epitome of it. When we look back on this election, it's going to be one of the worst. I would love for my kid, no, 10, 15 years from now, be starting the ball rolling in the other direction and be the one to lead a great revolution and wipe out whatever needs to be wiped out. Because it's we're way overdue. Way overdue for a revolution. I'm sorry, folks, but too many fucking idiots walking around. Too much bullshit. Too many fucking sheep. We're all told to follow these rules. There's stop signs where there shouldn't be stop signs. There's red lights at the end of the night where there's no reason to be stopped there. It should be treated like an always stop at the very least. But no, we have to follow the rules because if we run it, hey, we're going to get flashed with a camera. We don't even have people enforcing it anymore. We have robots doing it for us. We've gotten so lazy and so, but think rules are that important that we have no fucking problem with robots enforcing them. And then we wonder how they're going to take over at some point if we don't wise the fuck up. Uh, it's just, it's the same reason I watched Idiocracy again the other day. That and Wally are the two films that literally, Wally scares the shit out of me because I can see us becoming that way. That we're just going to be strapped into a chair and do whatever it is we're told and keep our mind off because that's what people want. It's exactly what they want. Idiocracy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> amount of smart people having multiple kids, the amount of retarded people having many, many kids. Way different. Far more idiots in this world than there are people of any type of morals, intelligence, or anything. And it's not even the intelligence part. It's the, the quantum just laziness and taking the path of least resistance and just not giving two fucks and a shit about the fact that the world's going to, to absolute shitter. Those are the things that's bothering me because they're instilling this in their kids. They're instilling the ways of, well, you see, for each one of you I have, I get a tax break. So I had eight of you. So do the same thing. These are the same parents who get their kid to go out and play football to pay for their whatever mistakes they've made because, oh, well, you're kind of big, you're strong, I'm going to use you because even though I gave birth to you and you should be your own person, I want to ride your coattails. It's the same people who, you know, it, look at the Kardashian fam, exploit their children, hey, go have a sex tape to get famous and get popular. And I realize, I'm the guy who just said, I want my kid to be God Empress and have all these powers. That does not mean that she has to do anything with me. If she decides I'm one of the idiots that need to be taken out, so be it. At least I can say in the end that she did something great in this world and changed it. As it's about what she wants, not about what I fucking want. Only thing I have one is the world to fucking change. And I would love, in some weird way, that's the only thing I look at, is if Melissa does it, I'll be proud as hell. Even if I'm being put right into one of the happy camps at the time, I'll still be proud of her for making a change. Now, with that, I think I've rambled on enough. Uh, yes, I did this from the studio, and it's just all over the place. And I do want to thank you guys for listening, and hopefully I can get back to somewhat of a schedule. I have no idea fucking when. So until then, please continue to listen. Check me out on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be there occasionally. I finally got to tweet some the other day. So uh, it's at Morandere835 on Twitter and Morandere Drogmore on Facebook. And with that, you guys have a great night. <laughs>